Hello and welcome to 100% Real with Ruby. Today I have someone who matches my energy level <laughs> and has the same amount of passion for just simplifying complex shit because like I say all the time, it's actually really freaking simple to lose weight. And if calorie deficit was the answer that people spit out, then people will have the results because yes, it is a calorie deficit, but saying calorie deficit doesn't account for, have you been in one your whole life mentally, but not physically? Have you any idea on how to get a calorie deficit? Because eating healthy isn't going to do that. If anything, trying to eat healthy may have you eating more because, hey, let's just cut out the carbs and eat more nuts and seeds and coconut oil and boost our calories up more. But to introduce Eric Robert to this podcast, I want to highlight a fact that we spoke about before I clicked record, and that's fat loss phases. Because the way that most people go about fat loss phases is let's just live here. And something else I'm seeing a lot more recently is let's just do this aggressive dieting phase. And you go in it with all good intentions, but then the dopamine hits you're seeing results. Oh my God, I'm getting leaner. Oh my God, I'm finally losing weight. And then you get stuck in that channel of thinking. And then it's like, it won't happen to me. Kind of like the whole cigarettes thing. That's not going to happen to me, but it does. And then you get stuck on the skate and you get stuck on the body improvements. And the people that should be doing aggressive dieting are those that have ticked the boxes that we are going to talk about today. But that's something that is like the minority of everybody because this is a lifestyle and most people can't do simple shit consistently over time because of the noise out there. So with that, here is Eric Roberts and I'll let you introduce yourself with the way that you approach these phases and your approach on simplifying bullshit. Well, thank you, Ruby, for having me on. I appreciate it, and I know we're gonna have a great time. Um, so yeah, just just kicking it right off the bat here, you know, when talking about a fat loss phase, I think, I think most people look at bodybuilders, look at potentially you or I or somebody who is a professional in the fitness space, and they say, oh, that person's doing a eight week calorie deficit or a twelve week calorie deficit or whatever the case may be, and they they maybe sometimes try to emulate that particular individual, you know, oh, I'm going to just do a deficit for eight weeks or 12 weeks. I'm going to do this. I'm going to drop a pound and a half, two pounds per week. And what I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand is like, for example, if and I said this earlier, but like if I was to do a fat loss phase, it's going to be a relatively pretty quick fat loss phase, eight to 12 weeks max. And that's because I'm not somebody who is 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight, and I'm somebody who does have the habits. I, I often refer to this in a um, – if you have to like – if you have a monthly income and a monthly budget, right? Like you have monthly expenses where if you make five grand a month, you have three grand in bills. You have your rent. You have your car. You have your phone. You have these things that you have to pay off first before allowing yourself to go splurge on a new pair of shoes or a, or a dinner out or whatever the or, or you know an extra serving of like whatever the case may be you got to take care of your essentials first before you splurge in the extra stuff right and like i often refer that to 
dieting, fat loss, you know, nutrition in general, because most people aren't able to pay their bills yet. They aren't able to get two servings of vegetables per day. They're not able to get two servings of fruit per day. They're not able to hit their protein goal per day yet. And I say like, they're not able to yet. Like you, you can absolutely work to get there, but most people aren't at that stage yet. Because if you were at that stage where you had your protein dialed in and you had your veggies per day and you had proper portion sizes, you understood the amount of calories, you know, you got eight to 10,000 steps per day. If you were in that spot consistently, well, then you would not be 70, 80, 90 pounds overweight. So if you can pay your bills first, then once you get yourself to a very healthy, sustainable uh, fat or a healthy, sustainable body fat percentage and a weight, then like myself, could I lose 15, 20 pounds? I could if I wanted to. Yeah. And that's why like if I'm going to go on a vacation or if I just want to lose an extra 15, like, cool, I can do it, but I'm not at a risk for health right now to be 80, 90 pounds overweight. I'm like, yeah, I could drop some body fat percentage to show my abs more, but do I really want to do that? Right? So it's like, if you have the habits down, yeah, you might able to be able to go a bit more aggressive, but if you're not somebody who has that healthy relationship with food, and if you're not somebody who has to you don't have those habits yet. You're going to build those habits first. But the cool thing is when you build those habits, you'll maintain them forever, which is why I'm able to, and you're able to, and people like ourselves are able to maintain a really healthy body fat percentage without having to do anything crazy because we have these habits. And so I think that's where like when people talk about like uh, uh, aggressive fat loss phase isn't necessarily bad, but I think for the majority of people, if you don't have those habits in place and, or if you don't have a very healthy relationship with food, like if you're, you know, doing two hours of cardio just because you ate a half of a donut, like that you're not in a position where you can be able to do that. Right. So I think like without going too off track and off topic, I think that's where I'd probably kind of chime in my two cents there. That is so perfect. And you just made me think of a point that I've been wanting to talk about for ages that I always forget. And that's, so many people are following the wrong people online. And that's because when you're starting out, and especially if you have more weight to lose, you're not going to find people like you on Instagram posting because one, they are just like you. They have no confidence. They doubt themselves. They keep falling off track and who wants to post that shit online. And when you're starting out, you do need to make sacrifices. You do need to sometimes say no. And a lot of the time, you do need to say no to social events. You do need to ban things out because those are the very things that are your weak points at the moment. And then once you start to realize how good your body feels and how in control you feel, you get the confidence to be able to pick your battles. And that's the part that I reckon a lot of people miss because they think that what they have to give up now is what they have to give up forever. But just like you mentioned, like you and me, we make it look easy and effortless and like we're lucky, but no, we just started where you were saying no to a lot of things to get us to where we are now. Well, just this can be related to business and your career as well. Like you may have had to say no to a lot of events to try to advance in your career. And once you got your head in the gate and you developed that competency in your career, now you're able to say yes on the weekends because you're not using that time to up yourself up in that level kind of thing. And yeah, with the with the paying the bills and stuff, I like to say people try to cash checks that their body can't pay. I heard it somewhere and it stuck with me and it's really the epitome of it all. But on this note, you know as well as I do that fat loss is actually the tiniest part of it all. So bringing that into the way that 
both people that have a lot of fat to lose thinking that they're giving up their goals by having a diet break or having a period of time at maintenance versus someone who is just trying to improve where they are at right now. How it is so important to realize that same notion that fat loss is the tiniest portion of it all. I, I think so. I'm not, and honestly, I'm not sure if you meant it this way, but this is how I interpret it. Like, I I think yes, fat loss should be a very short phase of your entire life if you do it correctly. If you don't do it correctly, it's going to take up your entire life and you'll never actually get there. But if you actually do it correctly, and let's just say you have 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 pounds to lose, if you do it correctly, it will take up a very short period of your life because what will happen is let's say in two years you'll lose 60 pounds, 70 pounds, whatever the case may be, a year and a half, whatever you want to call it. That year and a half in the grand scheme of your entire life, if you're somebody who's 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 60, it doesn't matter a year and a half to get like the rest of your life to be able to maintain healthy habits and to be able to live in that body that you'll have because you actually did it the right way. That's next to, I don't know the exact math, but like that's next to nothing, like a year out of the next 60 years. Like are, are we, as opposed to what most people try to do is they try to do it in a month and then it, it, it ends up taking 15 years, for 20 years, 30, 40, 50 years for you to ever get to where you want to be all because you kept trying to do it the wrong way. And you know you're trying to do it the wrong way because you know you're trying to rush it and you know you're doing these things that are not sustainable and you know you're trying to take the, the quick fixes or the easy way. If you just would do this shit right from the beginning, you could do, get it done in a year and be done with it forever. But like because people want to rush shit so bad and they often – they overestimate what they can do in a, in, a, in a month and they often underestimate what they can do in a year or two years. So because of that fact, people keep trying to find these workarounds or, or quick fixes or whatever you want to call it. But if you just truly understand if you just did it right from the beginning, no, fat loss, a fat loss phase should be a very short duration of your life and the rest of it should be maintenance and or have fun in a fucking surplus. Like that, that, that's what it should be. And if you do decide to go into a fat loss phase again, that's fine. Like if, again, I could I could stand to lose 20 pounds. Like if I lost 20 pounds, I'd look probably I, I I would definitely look leaner. But like if I want to do that, I can. But I have the choice of that now. I'm in control of whether I want to do that or not because I've put myself in a healthy position to begin with. So I think that's when when I if I do a fat loss phase, it doesn't have to be months and months and months on end. It's eight, 12, 16 weeks. It's not. It's like nothing crazy. And then you go back to maintenance. And so I think that's where my head goes when you said that. Honestly. That is exactly what I was hoping you would say as well, because it's almost like, okay, so you look at us, like people that have been dieting their whole life. No, not us, like Eric and I, but you look at people who have in your eyes a good body or a goal body, or they're not really overweight. And you see them talking about, you need to actually stop dieting and chasing fat loss, but here you are all this weight and so far from where you want to be and you're hearing them say that advice but you're not absorbing it because it doesn't fit your narrative of I'm overweight I need to just diet where you should actually be eating more food at maintenance focus on not even eating to maintenance or dieting just focus on eating more of the right foods because all you're doing is emotionally eating but your fear of gaining more weight or getting worse or getting even further from where you are because you struggled for the last 15 years, like Eric said, to lose weight, you won't even let yourself 
fix everything that's going on with your relationship to food and your relationship to the whole thing to be able to even make some progress. Because if you're going to keep chasing dieting, when you emotionally eat every weekend, you go perfect on 1200, 1300, maybe even 1600 calories for two weeks, but then you haven't actually worked on the habits and the foundational steps and your mindset around food. And then someone brings you some delicious lasagna or whatever the hell, or you have some emotional day at work or you're tired and there's chocolate around and then you binge eat that. And then you eat like 3000 calories for three days in a row before you go back to 1500, 1400. That's the equivalent of insanity because you are getting worse. Like you can't see the logic in that. You think that you're stepping back, but you're still repeating the same cycle. And you mentioned this as well. Why is losing weight on its own a shitty goal? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, so and just really quickly to your point, I was like just kind of like processing what you were saying. Um, you know, like if you're 70 pounds overweight, you do need to diet. Like, but here, but what you're saying and what I think we're saying the same thing, which is like, you, you do need to lose body fat to be healthy. Like that's just the bottom line, but you need to take a different approach to the way that you are quote unquote dieting. And I, th and I think, and I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think what you're saying is like, right. Like as opposed to trying to do the very fast thing, as opposed to trying to do the very restrictive thing, like you need to be, and actually I think I'm going to make an Instagram post about this tonight, but like, um, you need to take a more moderate approach, right? Yeah. Um, you, you, you need to take a more moderate approach. You need to practice more, like practice more moderation. And like, if you truly understood that, like you trying to go so aggressive, is what's keeping you from getting you to your goal. You need to take the more moderate approach so you can practice more consistency, so you can make it more sustainable, so you can actually do this the right way to actually, yes, you do need to lose weight, but in a different manner than what you might be thinking, right? Like people think when they hear diet or lose weight, that's what they think is that very aggressive, very fast, very low calorie diet. That's what you probably should start to work away from. You still need to eat in a calorie deficit. You you have to eat in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Yes. But that doesn't have to be a 1200 cal. Like that's not the amount of calories you probably should be eating unless like, I don't even, I mean, maybe if you're like four, eight and you're like a hundred pounds, <laughs> but then, other than that, like you probably should not be eating that. So I, I don't know. That's what you, I, I'm pretty sure that's what you were saying, but to, 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 to add to your that point, is yeah. That's pretty much what I was saying, but the thing is to also shift your mindset away from dieting to one of just fixing the habits, because if you're still focusing on restriction, you're going to have that same, oh, let's just rebel and eat all the things in the house. But that is exactly the way that people see it. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think also, like, and I've been kind of big on this recently, but it's, like, not just, like, that, that's why I like flexible dieting. It's why I like, you know, I, I like inc incorporating different foods and you don't have to not eat food. But it's like you also like what you focus on is probably what's going to be the outcome. So if you're focusing on the things you can't have, well, then that's that's what's going to control your mind. But if you're focusing on what you're gaining, you know, if you if you're going out to a social event and you decide not to drink that night, cool, like don't focus on you're not drinking that night. Focus on shit. I'm I'm gaining one step closer to the body I want to have. I'm gaining one more step in self-discipline. I'm gaining one more step towards better health. Like focus on the things that you're gaining, not just the things that you're quote unquote like not having at that particular moment in time. So I just that that was a little two cents uh, put pointed it there as well. But to have the going back to the real question of losing weight is a shitty goal. Um, yeah, losing weight is a shitty goal because it's not. 
it's not strong enough because in this journey, like it, we would be lying to you, which I, it's something, it's something neither one of us lie. Um, so it, we would be lying to you if we said it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be challenging. It's not going to be difficult. It's not going to be very mentally taxing. It's going to require a lot of mental energy and so on and so forth. And so for you to understand that, like when those hard times come, just losing weight is not just wanting to lose 30 pounds on the scale. It's not enough. Like, why do you want to lose 30 pounds? Do you want to lose 30 pounds because you want to fit in an airplane seat better? Do you want to lose 30 pounds so you don't literally die to see your kids grow up? Do you want to lose 30 pounds so your spouse looks at you and actually wants to have sex with you again? Do you want to lose 30 pounds for, you know, you want to go out and fit into your work dress? Like, why, why, like, why, why? Write these things down for yourself because when you truly understand that part of it, like, I think that like, oh, understand your why is a bit cliche and played out, but to a degree it's real because you need to have that really important thing that when those difficult times come, that's what's going to allow you to, to to continue to push through. So that's kind of why I say losing weight is kind of a shitty goal. Yes. Yeah. And to that point as well, I had a conversation with someone the other day and it's like, I'm going to get my bloods done to see why I'm always tired all the time and to check my vitamin D and to check my eye. And it's like, well, if you were taking the vitamin D, taking your magnesium and eating to the nutritional requirements that I laid out, you wouldn't be feeling that way, but you're still trying to restrict and cut out all the carbs because you think carbs are bad. So you're still eating like a thousand calories. Maybe that's why you feel lack of energy. Maybe that's why you feel the fatigue and blood tests are just showing you what signals and lights are on in your dashboard when you're driving the car. But that ain't going to solve the issue. I mean, you can kind of get a black marker and cover it off so you can't see it anymore, but the issue is still there and it's taking away from your life. But all we seem to focus on are the aesthetics and the things that give us that dopamine hit. And I guess that goes into why having a goal weight as well and focusing on numbers can be the biggest form of self-sabotage. Yeah. And I think, you know, listen, I don't think there's anything like nothing inherently wrong with like chasing aesthetics based goals. Like I'll, I would be lying to you if I didn't have aesthetics based goals. But like I think the biggest difference here is like and somebody somebody asked me this recently on one of my social medias, um, like what what my goal is with my body. And it's like I, I would like we all want to look the best we can. But I think the difference is I don't put my entire self-worth into my physique or my body. And that's not to say I don't want to improve my body. We all, that's how I think we as humans get uh, fulfillment and we enjoy what we, 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 we want to know we're moving in the right direction towards something. But just because you want to have these aesthetics based goals, that doesn't mean number one, you can't have other goals. And number two, that doesn't mean you have to put your entire self-worth into those goals. Like you're more of a person. And, and again, it, if you're 60 pounds, 70 pounds, 80 pounds of weight right now, like, yeah, you, you have to lose weight on the scale because you have to get healthier. Like, that's just the bottom line. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like for your health reasons, yes, you should probably lose weight on the scale, but, and that's a whole different topic of like, you, just because you have to lose weight, you, you don't have to, I think a lot of people, they want to lose weight or get better or this, that, and the other. And they automatically think they have to hate where they're currently at. They have to hate their body. They have to hate this. They have to hate that. You can appreciate that you're still here and you can appreciate your body can move and you can go get steps and you can go work out. You can appreciate where your body's currently at while still wanting to improve your body. There's nothing. Those two things can coexist, which I think people don't often coexist them together. So that would be my my two cents there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like as soon as people celebrate any wins or they're happy with their progress, they feel like, okay, I'm not going to put any more effort into it or it means I gave up because I'm celebrating. But that's not the point. The point is that you are actually still trying to improve. You're not giving up on yourself because you're having self-compassion. I always say you can't have discipline without self-compassion because you're just going to end up running yourself to the ground. And you can't have self-compassion without discipline because then you're just going to end up like a hippie the 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 making mushrooms or some shit i don't know but <laughs> it's like i feel like people who focus the most like i am aesthetics driven like i want my body to look the best that it looks but the thing is i don't focus on that shit like i don't even look in the mirror when i get changed sometimes and i end up at the gym with my friggin' crop top inside out but <laughs> like i did it before and i had this tag sticking out i'm like yeah. this is itchy doing a dumbbell pullover but it's like when you stop obsessing over what your body looks like every single day and if you made progress like from week to week which it doesn't really happen that fast especially if this is a lifestyle but you know i'm really really sorry to cut you off like it it just it can happen though because if you take the focus off of just the aesthetics and you put the focus on your performance-based goals like in the gym that's where you can add a rep each week and you can add five pounds each week. And like you, you can see that progress if you look at other areas of progress other than just the scale. And I'm really sorry to cut you off. But like, I was going to forget. That's perfect. <laughs> because I always say, what is your meaning of progress? Because if your meaning of progress is just seeing changes in your body day to day, week to week, you're always going to feel like you're never getting anywhere because your meaning of progress is so myopic and short-sighted. You need to zoom the fuck out and realize that there are so many other metrics of progress that aren't even in the gym, that aren't even body related, like your energy, your mood, your libido, like living life with people. I had two girls in the same day say to me, it feels like a big fog just lifted over my body. And I have this crazy energy because they started not focusing on how much they hate their body, but they're fueling it. They're not scared of eating carbs. They're actually focusing on the habits to get to where they want to be. And yes, body fat is toxic, so to speak, because fat cells store toxins. And on top of that, it leads to bad health markers like cholesterol, like diabetes, like cardiovascular disease risks. Like there is a lot to that. But the thing is, it's where your focus is going. And if you're only focusing on the goal of losing weight, which should never be the goal, it's just a mechanism to get to the goal of something more than losing weight, which is feeling confident, loving life, running around with the kids. Losing weight is just a little piece on the way there. But once you start focusing on all this other stuff, you'll get to the outcome and you'll enjoy your way there instead of just focusing on the destination. And I have this thing that I've mentioned on other posts as well, but I have this thing where it's just like, you don't just open up Google Maps, decide the outcome that you want to get to, pop up the man, pick the man there, and voila. And I think that's also where a lot of fear comes in because it's just like, I don't know what to do when I get there. So then I'm going to revert back to who I was and then you're going to end up back to where you were. Like you need to go through the process steps to get to the end destination. But people keep trying to miss that. And you i wrote this quote down for me because i love it people people thinking that being happy with their body and loving their body and not focusing on the scale of fat loss means they're giving up on success but something that you did was the whole body image i love my body like people aren't waking up in love with their body every single day people 
like even the people that are in the best shape have bad body image days. It's just that we don't focus on it. Like for me, when I have it, I'm just like, eh, I feel bloated today. Or eh, my stomach didn't digest. Or eh, I actually have a really blurred gut today because whatever I did the previous day or I didn't have a good sleep. It's just like an eh, and then you move on with your life. So I'll let you take that one away. Yeah, and I, I think I think there's a few things that that go to that. I think number one is education, which is why if, if anybody after this podcast like looks up my stuff, it's it's a lot of education because when you actually understand what's going on, you can start to work out of, of such an emotional state and you can get into a more logical state, which is where you want to make decisions based upon that because you're going to have emotions day to day. You're going to have days where you feel great. You're going to have days like people often ask me like, you know, the, oh hey how's your day going or how how does your day go well like my mom she like texts me every fucking night she's like hey how'd your day go my little baby um so i'm like i i got my shit done like that that's how my day went like i don't care like you're going to have emotions right you're gonna have highs and you're gonna have lows in the same way it's gonna fucking rain sometimes it's gonna does it snow in australia no not here okay. Well, then it rains. It, it rains. All right. Um, but it, 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 rain, it rains and there's sunshine, right? It's like there's going to be those things that come and go. But you just have – that's why I'm, I'm a big fan of having outcome-based goals and action-based goals because like I, every single day, if you just take the steps closer to your outcome-based goals, if, if your goal is fat loss – Hit your calories, hit your steps, get your workout in that day if you needed to, drink your water, get your vegetables. Like if you hit those steps every single day and you win that day and then you win the next day and you win the week and you win the month, like you're going to get to where you want to be. That's again, anything in life, you're going to get to where you want to be. It's just day by day by day. You just simply win that day. And so if you're able to do that, then you, you're able to take away a lot of the emotional side of things, especially I'll say especially the negative emotional side of things because when you're feeling like you're tired or stressed or doing all this stuff, but you know like, all right, these four things, I just got to get these four things done each day. And if you win that day, who doesn't feel good when they win? And, I, and I'm really big on that term, like fucking win. Don't just like be the plastic bag that's like flowing through the wind. Whenever you're like, whenever you're motivated, you'll do it. But when you're not, the plastic bag just sits there. Like when it's blowing wind, that you're cool. You're going, but when it's not blowing wind, you're the plastic bag just fucking sitting there. Like you need to find that way to continue to make sure you get your things done day in and day out, which is why I'm a big fan of, I call it my kill list. Every single day I write down three to five things that I have to get done that day. Bottom line, non-negotiable. And I don't care how I'm feeling that day. Those three to five things have to get done. And like whether I had a really great day or a really shitty day, if those three to five things got done, that's all that fucking matters, right? So if you're able to do that, you can create your own momentum. Now you're this plastic bag with this fucking like, you know, this fucking like wind thing on your back where you're just going 24-7 nonstop because you know how to get your shit done each day. So I think like – I know that was kind of a side tangent, but that's how you can then overcome those emotions because, you know, just get your shit done. You'll get closer to where you want to be. And as long as you – and that will also give you – like you talked about dopamine earlier, which is like every single day when I check off – like nobody's going to see this because we're on a podcast. But like every single day when I check off this fucking list right here, I physically check it off each day. I feel like a motherfucking rock star every day when I get done that fucking list and I know I got my shit done that day, right? So it's like that dopamine day after day after day of completing these tasks – You'll want to keep doing that. And if you keep doing that, again, that's how you end up seeing progress. So that kind of went on a side rant, but that's no, what that, I would say to that, that question. Actually, 
that's perfect because something I see and something most women I would say are guilty of is not having a kill list, but having a, I need to do fucking everything list. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, you're never going to feel confident or satisfied or have that. I'm awesome at the end of the day, if you're just thinking about all the things you didn't do because you didn't prioritize your priorities, but you prioritized everybody else except yourself. And now you have no confidence. You feel shitty. You want to do some stupid extreme the next morning, but then you wake up the next morning and you don't even want to get started because you have this big to-do list again. And you don't, like, I was guilty of this once where I felt bad to just stop for like freaking 20 minutes to get my shit straight, write a list because no, 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 I have to keep doing all this stuff because if I write the list, that's taking away 20 minutes of my life. But no, that is giving you your whole life because now you're going to have shit organized and you're going to start moving in the right direction. And until you have a kill list, all of that, have a kill list, not have to fucking do everything list. And you'll actually start having the confidence to keep moving forward. And because you mentioned this in another one as well, you will not be motivated to show up when shit gets hectic if losing weight is the only goal. The outcome is your North Star. That North Star is meant to make you feel a certain way because if it's just for looks, it's not going to get you very far. But knowing that your body is a byproduct of it is the strongest pull forward. Not, I hate this about my life. I hate this about my life. I want to move away from this. It's that's pulling you to where you want to be. And ages ago, ages ago, this person hasn't even like a, like a year ago, and I don't think she'll ever even sign up to get started. I really doubt she'll ever move towards her, sadly, sadly, because it was always, I don't want to put money into myself for the long term, but I'll put money into all these other things to fix my health. Like, like all these other like buying shit instead of actually doing the right things because every single time she, when she wakes up in the morning to get started on her goals it's three hours on the cardio machine she has motivation for a week and then come the next week she's sore her knees are battered and the last thing she wants to do is wake up to go to the gym to slave away for three hours on the cardio machine because that's the way that she felt she had to do it to lose weight whereas you're focusing on getting stronger you're getting more confident in your list like focusing on the right shit is what moves you forward and this ties into the conversation I was kind of really excited for. And that's the biggest workout mistakes and the biggest mistakes, I guess, you see females make in particular to get the body that they want as well as everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, listen, first off, I can assure you guys, guys make a lot of mistakes too. Um, we, I fuck, I, I've made a fuck ton of mistakes. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think just the thing, I think it's more, I don't know if it's a mistake. I mean, it's a mistake because it's a misconception, which is like, again, no, like you don't have to do hours and hours and hours of cardio in order to get to where you want to be. Like, I think one of the, and I've, I've seen this like personally, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm, I'm 26. Right. So like, as I've like grown up, I've been like that, like age group, that era of like where females really started to lift weights a lot more. Right. And it's like, it become, it, it became a much more like mainstream thing. And like now, you know, I see like, you know, I, I like my assistant coach, her daughter is like, I believe she's 18 19 and she just like in the gym like five days a week crushing weights just getting strong as fuck and it's like it's just amazing and um but like you know i think realizing that no you don't have to necessarily slave away doing these like hit cardio classes like you can go into the weight like i had somebody recently on my instagram story they asked me they were like tips for a girl a beginner girl going into the weightlifting section of a gym and i'm like i 
you have every fucking right to that fucking section of that gym as anybody else does. Like we like you're in there paying the fucking like membership. Like go go act like it's your fucking place. Like go go crush it. You know what I mean? So it's like I think that's probably the biggest mis- misconception, which is you don't need to. I think a lot of females feel like they need to just be absolutely beat to shit to have an effective workout. Like just, you need to just fucking be exhausted. You need to be like crawling out of the gym. You need to be sweating buckets. Like you need to just kill yourself. Otherwise it's not a good workout. And this is not true. Like you should be leaving that workout feeling better than when you went into it. And and I say like, you should be like, yeah, you should work hard. You'll probably be a bit exhausted. Your, your muscles will probably be a little bit like, you know, uh, exhausted fatigue, but like you should leave there knowing, damn, I got something done. I feel a bit more energized. Like I feel really good. Like that's how you should leave a workout, not just going into a workout, running yourself into the ground, acting like you're hit by a bus. You have to go take a two hour nap because you're so fucking exhausted from what you just did. Like that would be by far the biggest thing. And just realizing like, you know, again, if you want to get that toned look, I just made a post earlier. Like, if you want to get a toned look, like, there's no such thing as toning a muscle. You just build a muscle. <laughs> that, that, that's how that's how you get toned. And I, I understand what you're saying when you say that, but just know you build muscle. That's how you get toned. So, like, when you think about like what workouts should I do? Well, you should probably do workouts to build muscle. And like I always say, your nutrition takes care of your fat loss, and your strength training takes care of building muscle, getting stronger, getting toned, whatever you want to call it. And I think again, setting setting performance-based goals in the gym. Like, don't just go into the gym and say, I want to burn 500 calories. Set a goal of, like, work towards getting your first chin up. Work towards uh, deadlifting 200 pounds. Work towards getting 10 push-ups in a row. Work towards, you know, doing whatever it is that you want to do you think is cool. We all have those things where, like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do this. Like, well, go work towards it. Like, make that your performance-based goal. So I think, like, those – those couple of things by far what I normally see in both both men and female, both men and women, but especially in women because I, I coach majority women. So I'd say especially in women, like that's what I would say. I want to add to that as well because you mentioned the males. I feel like one of the biggest mistakes I see, not in my circle, but when I go into like Facebook groups, like the other day some chick was telling me that she does dumbbell shrugs like three times a week. But I'm just like, why are you doing dumbbell shrugs that often? And it's, I feel Massive like- Massive traps. It's just like, I feel like a lot of females try to emulate a lot of pro male bodybuilders workout programs as well, like doing a whole arm day or doing a whole abs day. Like there's, I'm not saying that training arms is wrong. Like you should be training pretty much your whole body. But when you're starting out, actually doing the basics and building a strong foundation of strength first, allows you it's like paying off the bills it's like that pays off the bills so then you can advance to doing other things like getting stronger overall in your upper body is going to help you do push-ups it's going to help you do some pull-ups and it's okay to fail it's okay to struggle with your lifts along the way because you're just learning them but if you keep trying like i see a lot of people doing this and i did it too where you only squat like a little bit of the way because you're not willing to take the squat all the way back to just like a bar or just like a Smith machine if you have to use a Smith machine to at least test the depths to say, okay, I can get this low. I'm not scared of anything. Like there is nothing wrong with that. And people demonize the Smith machine. That's probably one of my favorite machines now, <laughs> just to say that. But it is one of my favorite machines now because I can add more load with stability to my Bulgarian split squats, to my split squats to things that a lot of people have trouble loading because of balance issues. And if you're like, you need to also realize that 
if you want this outcome of this body, you have to do things conducive to that, which means you need to be able to use stable things that you can add load to, especially when you're starting out, but also allowing yourself to learn those other movements. But I did like that point and I wanted you to go on more about things that people usually ask you more questions about, as in things that a lot of people won't be asking because they're scared, but things that you know that they ask. Mm. Um, something that people ask me that I don't think they ask, that I don't think they will be not willing to, but maybe comfortable to ask other people, especially if it's in their circle, which is like, um, how I think two things, how to like go on a journey when your immediate family, call it your spouse, call it your family, call it whoever, when your immediate family isn't supportive of your journey. And I think that like I, somebody asked, a lot of people ask that when I do Instagram Q and A's, cause like I'm not in their direct circle. So I, who the fuck am I going to tell them their circle? Right. So it's like, they asked me this. And I think just the biggest thing, my, my two senses, you have to remember that your goals are exactly that. They're your goals. If you want to do something for lack of better terms, you can't let anything get in the way of that. Like you have to find a way to get your goals done and make your goals a priority. And if that means your spouse doesn't work out with you or they eat burgers while you eat, you know, whatever it is, whether it's your, you know, whatever meal you want to have, like, or if you're, if your friends drink six beers that night and you drink none, like, I'm not saying you can't have a life, like have a life and enjoy things. But like, if you're truly wanting these goals, my, my thing is just like, are your actions mapping your goals? right? Like are the actions you are taking, are they, if you were to put a map on there, are you moving closer to your goals? Or are you moving farther away from your goals? And at some point, especially if, you know, if you're in the unfortunate, excuse me, in the unfortunate scenario of like, maybe you don't have super supportive people around you. I totally understand that. I think jo join a group or join something where you can get some positive support and, and motivation. But like, at some point, these are your goals, and you're going to have to find a way to prioritize those goals, no matter what it takes, whether it's having a conversation with your spouse or your family members and saying, hey, like, I'm really unhappy with how my body looks, and it's really affecting me. So, like, I would really appreciate it if, like, when we go out to eat, like, maybe we could order this. Maybe you don't have to, you know, try and, you know, grill me to have six drinks that night. I'm going to stick with my one. Like, having these tough conversations and, and having this – the tough – I think most people – I would say most people are empaths where they want to like make other people happy. And so it's sometimes hard to put yourself first in that instance where, yeah, you might need to make yourself happy. And like that might need to be the top priority for three months, six months, nine months. I often equate this to as well like going to college, for example. Like if you go to college for four years to learn your major or whatever the case may be and you go get a job, you don't got to go to college anymore because you learned what you had to learn, right? So like in the first six months or nine months or 12 months of you following – what you need to follow and learn what you need to learn and gain the habits you need to gain. Cool. You can now, you don't have to be that over the top now, six months, nine months, 12 months later, because you've actually learned the habits. And so I think that's just one question that just popped in mind for me, because I don't think people would ask their immediate circle that because it's kind of a hard conversation to have sometimes, but yeah, that's what I'd say. I think that ties in perfectly to what we said at the start of the conversation, where sometimes you do need to make more sacrifices at first until you gain that momentum and confidence in yourself that you can do it. And then you start to see that, yeah, you are feeling better. Now things are starting to move along. And on that same note that you mentioned, I do see this a lot because people are scared that they won't have anyone to relate to or to belong anymore. They feel like they're going to lack that belonging. 
again, going back to the Google Maps thing, you're not just going to become that person overnight. You're traveling the distance. And in that distance, your environment, your identity, the relationships you hold with people will shift over time. Yes, your family will remain the same. Yes, your closest friends will remain the same. If they're true friends, they're not going to judge you when you just stuck with them because of some trauma bonding, which is a completely different story that you probably need to work through with therapy. But it's sometimes we do trauma bond to people and we relate to them because we're struggling with the same shit. And then that becomes our identity. And then I, I have a client who came back to me for the second time and she is amazing now before it was very like, she let the past define her, but this is because I feel like a lot of people can relate to her. It's just like, I've, fear that I won't be able to cling like I won't be able to develop the identity of someone who actually sees success because I've struggled for so long and that seems crazy in your head because you want this so bad but if you actually sit with it and journal on that instead of going 100 miles an hour a lot of people are actually scared of that because then it's like what do I do I spent all this time all this energy all this mental energy chasing this goal and now I'm finally here but the thing is you're never going to be here you will still want to always be better and you will be adding things to other parts of your life which is why what Eric said is so freaking powerful in you're allowed to have a life and there are parts outside of your life that should be the goal as well because then that comes along with you if you don't bring life with you you are going to be empty and if weight loss is the only goal you are going to be empty and if you hated yourself there you are going to be empty and I want you to like wrap that up with like fat loss mistakes and weight loss mistakes in a way to actually create a sustainable life while cutting out the dumb shit and focusing on what matters. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, f- funny enough, I literally just did a podcast on this this morning. I think it was this morning. Yeah, or I put it out this morning. Um, I think the biggest mistakes that people normally make, which we kind of already touched on, but I think I think the biggest ones are you can't rush it you can't try to be perfect and you like i think the though i don't want to even want to go more pat like the, those biggest two things don't you whoever's going to listen to this you're not going to expect perfection of anybody else in your life not your spouse not your kids not anybody else but for some reason you keep asking yourself to be perfect and when you're not perfect you feel like a failure so when you feel like a failure who is going to want to keep going when you feel like a failure nobody nobody's going to want to keep going during that and so please stop trying to be perfect stop asking your like stop setting a it's it's not you're never going to hit that. Like, should you strive to be perfect? That's fine. I don't care if you strive to be perfect. Like, go do your thing. But just understand at the same time you're not going to be perfect and be okay with that. Like, if you if you strive to be perfect and you're 92% consistent, that's still pretty fucking goddamn good. And you will see a lot of progress that way. So there's nothing wrong with trying to, str- quote unquote, strive for perfection or just you know do being very very good or whatever the case may be but just know it's never going to happen so when you have that proper expectation up front of that and you combine that with you're not trying to fucking rush it and you do kind of what i talked about earlier which is like every single day you just check off your kill list items if you combine those two things you'll be fucking gold and you'll have a lot more fun it'll be like i think that's the thing i'd probably end with like people we forget this is supposed to be an enjoyable thing We, we forget this is supposed to be something that brings 
fulfillment and accomplishment and a sense of joy to our life. Like you changing yourself and getting better and getting stronger and getting more confident. This is supposed to be a positive thing in your life. You understand that, right? Like, but you're putting so much pressure on yourself that you're turning it into this negative thing. If you just did those two or three simple things, which again, it's not easy, but easy and simple aren't the same thing. It's very difficult, but it's very simple. But if you, if you did those couple of simple things each day, you're going to actually have fun with it too, which is like you only have one life on this goddamn earth. Like it's fucking meant to be enjoyed. So that's kind of the couple of things I would say. It, you only have one life on this earth and that's the exact thing. It's a lifestyle. And if you set an end date to it, what are you exactly expecting after that end date? You're just going to go back to where you were. Like you have one life. You're not going to have nine different lives where now you're born into a new friggin' body with everything from the past, you can just do whatever the fuck you want, but you get to keep that body. Like it's one, it is one lifestyle. And when you actually make it a part of your lifestyle, it becomes that much easier. And because you're not aiming for perfection, you're not going to have this target of tug of war with your relationship with food. And like Eric said as well, like if you aren't getting the support or you don't know what the hell to do, then message either one of us, like reach out to us. Because we don't beat around the bushes. We don't tell you shit that, like he said before, we don't lie about shit. We say it as it is. And people like to grasp onto information that fits the narratives that they're telling themselves. But sometimes it's trying to validate those narratives that is, not sometimes, all the time, trying to validate those narratives that, are keeping you stuck is why you're stuck, like keeping you stuck. But we don't put one and one together when we're so desperate for this change. So take a step back, stop expecting perfection, and you'll get that one step further to your goals. Um, with that, thank you for coming on. But I do want you to talk about maybe your favorite exercise and I would say your favorite meal when in a fatless phase towards your goals and your favorite meal when you're in a maintenance slash building phase perfect um favorite exercise has to be something with i love training my back i think that i i, I love i would probably say some either some sort of row or some sort of lat bias row or a lat bias pull down. I love either one of those two things. So I'd probably say that. Um, favorite meal. You know what's funny? It, it, this is where, again, like talking about habits. My favorite meal of all time, if I had one meal left to go, it'd be steak and rice. I, that, that's my fa- I don't care if I'm in a fat loss phase. I don't care if I'm in a maintenance phase. I would, I'll eat that every single day regardless. And so like I enjoy a nice like if I was really going to go crazy, maybe a nice like cheeseburger or whatever the case is. But like really like – I, I love steak and rice and I eat that like multiple times a day. So yeah. It's funny because I was going to add on to that question to it. Like I was going to say to kind of like push out there, the fact that we made this a lifestyle and what we'd eat in a fatless space is the same, but I didn't want to like pull words in your mouth. But yeah, that that's exactly the same as me. And because Sam asked you as well, and he asked me my favorite meal, I'm like, it's just going to be like tuna or chicken, potato or rice. And just like something freaking delicious to make like a cheesy bake. And mm-hmm. but, like it's not ice cream, it's not all this other stuff because it's what makes us feel at our best that we cling to. But people cling to things that make them feel that dopamine rush momentarily, not something that actually makes you feel good. And we're not used to feeling good. So we can't tune into that. So 
all of those answers. And with that, I'm going to leave your Instagram bio below. Is there anything else that you want me to include in the description? Um, what I, whatever. If, if you want to find me, just search Eric Roberts Fitness on Google. I'm sure it'll fucking pop up to whatever I have. Podcasts, YouTube, articles, whatever the hell I have, it should pop up. So just give it a quick search. I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, do that because he breaks down a lot of exercise things as well. And it will really help when you are struggling with your technique, especially when you're too self-conscious to film yourself and watch it over. So with that, Go check out Eric Roberts Fitness and you will find some juicy stuff. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Ruby. I appreciate you.